Sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust. And when you're up, it's never as good as it seems. And when you're down, you never think you're going to be up again. But life goes on. Remember that. Money isn't real, George. It doesn't matter. It only seems like it does. Dude, you get lots of love from me, man. Another episode. Another one. Staying in trouble. Adam Short. Eric Humes. Hey, dude. Have you been wearing your mask every day? Uh, is right after midnight. Put it on <laughs> in my sleep. So anyways, I get this uh, on Instagram, LVAC, where I go work out. They send a little message. It says that you got to wear the mask in the gym. And I'm like, dude, how in the heck am I supposed to do that? So I go in there this morning, and I'm sporting the mask, and I, 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 I walk in with it, and I start my workout, and I can't do it. I'm like, I, I can't. I just I took it off, put it in my pocket. Like, if someone has a problem, then they have a problem. Manager took a picture, sent me a text, actually. Uh, saw that you had put it on your top of your head. <laughs> Dude, I was, I, I, I was done with it. Some guys are only wearing it over their nose. Like, they have it bunched up over their nose, which looks stupid but uh yeah dude w once i start working out I, I don't know how anyone can do that like I, I i probably would pass out yeah seriously pass out you can i think it's a little crazy we got a special guest here today we do do you wear a mask no i don't even have one <laughs> you don't have one <laughs> perry it sounds like perry what he's trying to say is he's in the market he's in the market for one yeah i could get you one of these golden knight like looking ones that was nice a little little too heavy though it looks like a winter edition i, f I yeah. feel like the masks are turning more into a fashion statement now than they well it, it's definitely a political statement that's yeah. for sure <laughs> only this country can change put a mask into a political i don't know that's a whole nother podcast. We did. So, <laughs> so Mr. Rockwood, give us a little background, where you're from, uh, what some of your specialties are. So my name is Perry Rockwood, and I was originally born in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. But when I was three, my family moved to Seattle, Washington. And go Hawks! Yes, go Hawks, of course. Love them. Uh, <laughs> Our listenership just went up right there. Everybody, I I can see I can see the visionary. Everyone's got the twelve up in up in the air. Let's go get them up. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's great being a Seahawks fan there. Uh, but yeah, I just just grew up there and in a small town just south of Seattle. And I've known my wife since we were 10, 10 years old, and we grew up together. And then I feel like I'm watching. Did you more date in high school? No, we never dated in high school. We you went, just knew each other? Yeah. I think we kissed a couple times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Some people would dated. say that's dating, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. No, he's talking about a little a party friendship is what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah. would just flirt Party favors. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, she matured and I matured and uh, it was right, you know. And then so we just graduated college at BYU-Idaho in Rexburg, Idaho, and we just moved out here to Vegas a couple of months ago. And you have a podcast. Yes, I do. Tell us about that. So I have a podcast I started at the beginning of this last NBA season. It's called the NBA Pick and Roll Podcast. I love the NBA. I love basketball. I've loved it my whole life, and my friends and I would always talk about it. So we're like, we might as well just start a podcast because we talk about it anyways. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been great. It's awesome nice awesome man well so you know 
you're no longer a Sonics fan, so did you digress to like a Trailblazers <laughs> fan now, or where, where, where do your loyalties lie now? Are you just are you just going south, or are you going <laughs> you going east? Where are you going with your fanship? Well, the person who first introduced me to the NBA was a diehard Kobe fan. So from the time I was eight years old, I loved Kobe. Uh, he's always been my favorite player. So since then, I've been a diehard Lakers fan. Uh, even before LeBron went there or anything, I'm not a big Adam, wagon. let me help you out. He's been to L.A. twice. <laughs> and really, it was actually Anaheim. No one told him that it was actually, there's a I've difference. I've been to Disneyland a few times. <laughs> I like the Lakers too, man. Yeah. You're a Dodgers fan. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, but you know. You don't even know what a basketball is. <laughs> yeah, but wait a minute, wait a minute. And here's a good topic we can talk about. Is why be... Why have to have one team to be loyal to? That's how I came with baseball. I grew, the reason I was a Dodger fan is when I was a little kid, the first play, the first major league game I went to was in, you know, uh, in Dodger Stadium. First proked game. I fell in love with the sport, first of all, but being able to be there in the eight, you know, Oral Hershiser on the mound, you know, like, like it, it was a neat time when I was at an age that I fell in love with the game. So then I always just kind of favored the Dodgers. But I love the game 10 times more than I ever would the Dodgers. I'll catch a game anytime I can. I don't care who's playing. If I'm vacationing in a, in, when I went to Chicago with some friends, I went to a Cubs game exactly. for sure. And I didn't care who they were playing. I just wanted to go to a game, especially in some of these older fields. So is it possible? There's a question. Is it possible that you can be a fan of any sport without being loyal to one team? I definitely think you can. If you think about the NBA, it's it's completely run by the star players. I think more than any other sport because it's so personal and you're right there in the action when you're watching. And so I think especially people in like my generation, the younger generation, they follow players more than they do the, an actual team. Oh, really? And so, yeah. I, Is that because of fantasy sports? Because they probably yeah, pick them yeah, on their team. Yeah, maybe that, or just because you know the players have their shoes now in the stores. So you go to the store and you want to buy the new Kyrie Irving shoes, and the next season he goes to a different team, and it's you don't care what team he's on. You just love the, his the shoes. The player is the brand. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and I, you know, I think you you talk about being a Lakers fan, right? And we're talking about King King James is you know by him moving to L.A it took his brand more national than just being back East. And, you know, you talk about Kobe and what a brand ambassador he was and what a brand ambassador, you know, ESPN just got done doing the series, uh, you know, on Michael Jordan. And I mean, that's mesmerizing. Oh yeah. And the Jordan brand is one of the most recognized brand in the globe. Oh yeah. And so, yeah. So with basketball, I definitely we we had um we had the UNLV uh, cheer head coach Alex White on just recently, and and we talked about how like cheer as a sport is a true team sport, and it versus basketball or other sports that are superstar centric. You know, football is a team sport. Yeah, you have your quarterback, your running back, and your your offensive uh, standouts, but you know they you doesn't matter how good your quarterback is if he's getting hit if you have no line out front you have nothing yeah and so yeah with basketball though it's it's all you know superstar centric 
And so, uh, but it, it is fun to watch those out of the blue players step it up, like yeah, amazingly. You well, know, and, and and they come from left field and they take all the attention and stuff. To me, that was the inaugural year of the Golden Knights. You had an entire team of like misfits almost. They weren't playing in the teams they came from before, minus our goalie. But most of them, I mean, they were all what third line players. Easy. Mm. I mm. I think so, dude. And they came back and they wanted to show Wild, something. Wild Bill was was not a third line player. I okay. What one guy? I'm just <laughs> there was, saying. There was a few. I'm just Eric Hollis. Eric, Eric Hollis was still in, not a third line. You I mix mean, in an all star goalie. You mix in some passionate guys that want to prove to the teams that they were on that they weren't probably getting the ice that they deserved, and then you put them on a team and then they just unleashed. Well, I think there was a, a lot of magic in that team as well. Um, going back to the you know superstars versus you know you know it, your passion for the sport is. Uh, I think this is going to be an interesting year. Like actually, I was just thinking about this. Like I call it the post-COVID era. It won't be interesting. It's going to suck. <laughs> well, one of the things they're talking about, especially with basketball, is do you guys remember? I, have you ever heard of the Seattle Seahawks? Yes. Okay. So in the last Super Bowl that they played in, one of their wide receivers, I forget his name off the top of my head, and he caught it was the it was the game versus the Patriots. Do you remember the last two plays of that Super Bowl? Yeah, when they didn't give the ball to Marshawn. Yeah. And the play before that, do you remember what it was? Yeah, it was a – what was it, the play before? Do you remember, Adam? No. Okay. I, I so, probably got up to get some chips and dip at that time. <laughs> so <laughs> Patriots were up, and I think they are up by four. Russell Wilson throws it to the wideout, and the wideout call, uh, catches it on, like, the four-yard line. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. So that wideout, do you know where he worked two weeks prior to the Super Bowl? Dairy Queen. What's your guess? Um, Microsoft. <laughs> Foot Locker. No way. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. And so the post-COVID era is actually talking about, especially for basketball teams, and this is why I think baseball is struggling for basketball teams. They're talking about having your you'd have your you know your starting team, mm -hmm. which would be you know your starters and your backups, and then you're going to have another set of another set team that only practices. They you always have like two, a, an A team and a B team, so that if the A team gets sick, the B team can come in and play. Oh wow. And they're talking about that on the professional and the college level. That's just basketball. As, well, basketball, this is one of the workarounds they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Because if someone on the A team, which, um, you know, what's his bucket, who was messing around off the jazz and touched all the microphones. and Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Rudy Gobert, you know, got everyone sick. There was no, <laughs> there was no, uh, you know, he's the one who brought the NBA down to its knees, right? And so if they had a, a B team, then you could, you know, otherwise, because if someone gets sick, then the whole team has to sit out for 14 days. Well, what are you going to do for those games during those two, for, to, uh, during those two weeks? Forfeit. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And I think that's where, like, baseball struggles and football will struggle because, 
you know, football, you have, you know, you actually, they're saying with football, it's not going to be much of a struggle because you have 60 to 80 person rosters. Basketball carries how many? 13? Yeah. And so in baseball, yeah. how many, ro- how many's on the roster? You got your relief pitchers, you've got your, you, you got your squad on the field and you got your people like you and me just designated hitters. I don't think you're going to have more than 20 guys on the field or a, at the game suited up at the game. I think, I, I don't think you're going to have more than 20. I think it's a 20 man roster that, that they work off between your pitching staff, a couple relievers, maybe a pitch hitter, a designated hitter, whatever. What's crazy is the, the major league games are going to look like what they do now. That's what the crazy <laughs> part is. You know, I, last night I watched the 20 for 20 on the, what was it, the something summer with, uh, it, it was the 1998 uh, home run chase between Sammy oh, Sosa yeah. and Mark McGuire. Yeah. And uh, the, they were interviewing them both and talking to them both and stuff like that. And it was telling that whole story and how magical it was. And I remember, uh, I you know, I was a 21-year-old kid or, well, I thought I was a kid maybe I I should have been all grown up. But anyways, and and watching that, and that kind of saved baseball. Baseball had a horrible oh, yeah. strike in 95, and and they struggled coming back. And every year they had less and less numbers. And then all of a sudden you had everyone watching the game. And everyone, they were rooting for someone, or they were just rooting for both of them. They both had this good nature about each other. They both congratulated each other. There was yeah. no evil bone. They were both good guys that loved their communities that they were playing for. And it was unique. I, I never put it together when Mark McGuire finally broke uh, Maris's record. It was in St. Louis in the same, you know, Maris played for St. Louis and it was on his dad's 61st birthday and he hit that 61 home run. Yeah, And so the, the dude, there was a lot into it, but what you were just saying, I, I think that's true is, America, like right now, with everything that has happened, we need a, a, a feel-good sports story like that. We need something that can bring us together. And nothing is better than a sport. To, 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 to bring the country together, to rally around it, rally the community up around one big game that we can... It's just so nice to be able to turn off all the crap that's going on. It, that crap's never going anywhere. And that's why fantasy sports is so popular. You're able to tune out and pretend for just a moment, you know, that you could turn out the rest of the world. And those games, that's why sports is so special in this country is because we can kind of forget about all the bull crap that's going on and focus around that. And I'm really hoping that maybe towards the end of the year we get another feel, uh, a feel-good story or something. Like one of these sports, something happens, a Cinderella team, a a player, a, a something that happens that can just bury the hatchet of all of this craziness that we call 2020, you know? No, I, I totally agree 100%. I think that at the end of the day, you know, with everything that's going on with our country with COVID and then also the, uh, the movements and all the injustice that's going on and stuff like that, if there's one thing that like you said, ties everybody together. It is sports, whether you're rooting mm-hmm. for the same person or rooting against the same person. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican, when you're there watching the sport, all the politics go out the window. Absolutely. And you're kind of just, 
you're kind of just back to where we were as kids and yeah. that's just loving the game and that's definitely what we need for sure we definitely need that and, and definitely just for baseball baseball needs that bad yeah well, with this bickering back and forth and then finally starting a season I think a lot of fans are frustrated. I think fans, even football fans, are a little frustrated with everything that's happening and things that's happened in the NFL. I don't know. We need something special. Like, you know, what would be perfect if the Las Vegas Raiders just dominate this year and then win the Super Bowl over the Seahawks. That's never going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) So, Perry, let's get back to NBA. So your podcast is on the NBA. (laughs) Vegas is looking at being one of the hub cities for the NBA. What are your what are you guys prediction on that? What's your podcast saying? Well, the the NBA actually just came out and they're going to start the season. They're going to finish the season. I should say they're going to do eight regular season games and then the playoffs and they're looking at a july 31st return at disney world in orlando oh oh yeah that's right yeah yeah. that's right and what the championship game there no yeah yeah, it was return they're gonna so the nba season there's 82 games in a season and they were about at 65 games before the COVID hit Mm -hmm. and so now they're just going straight into the playoffs so the top eight teams from each conference will go and then a couple teams on the bubble from each conference, and uh, they're all going to Disney World, and they're calling it a bubble that they're going to. They have to be in certain hotels. The teams do. Um, they have to be tested for COVID every other day, and their families can't even come. It's kind of just like they're at a basketball no, no fans in the stands. No. Yeah, you know what they could do is do the teddy bear thing like they did in Korea. You ever watch any of their baseball games? No. You're never up that early in the morning? I'm up that early, but I didn't. (laughs) Korean baseball is not on the priority list. If you enjoyed Little League baseball, Korean baseball is right there. I do like Little League baseball. Then you'll enjoy Korean baseball. It's great. You just can't read anything that's anywhere. Well, at least I can't. But that's besides the point. They put uh, stuff like bears and characters and cartoon characters, and they fill the stands. Yeah. In, in, in the seats with them. So you had SpongeBob behind the plate and nice. like all these well, cartoon characters. Yeah, I, I think the NBA has a really good opportunity right now, going back to what we said about the superstar players, is since there won't be a crowd or anything like that, I think it would be so cool if for once they mic the players up. Like if they just mic the players up and and you hear what the players are saying on the court like while you're watching it on TV. Because that's everybody wants to hear the players. Like they're probably talking trash to each other. Like Eric tries to talk trash when we play basketball in the morning. You um, do? I have no idea what he's talking about. First of all, he's talking about pre-COVID when we used to play basketball, and then what he may be referring to is maybe a gentle nudge, or maybe a gentle wink, or as when I splash it. You know, I know better, dude. I know better. <laughs> I could just imagine that with the smack talking and pickleball. Oh, Some that's half talk. the game. Is it? Oh, yeah. Because there's so much downtime? No. Or No, you when you win like the... me, it, it just <laughs> never stops. <laughs> All I do is win, 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 no matter what, what, what. Oh, man. Well, so you, you gave a little shout out to Kyrie, uh, you know, I I thought Kevin Durant and Kyrie were sitting out these playoffs. They are. 
So, so what's your opinion on that? Like why, you know, I, you know, most of the superstars are like, uh, we could use the checks. Let's get those checks rolling. Yeah. Kyrie is like, I don't know what he's I guess because he's in the base, uh, the players association. He's trying to make a stand. But what's your opinion? Yeah, I think Kyrie's personality wise has kind of always been off the wall. He's a little weird. He's the one who said the earth is flat. Um, so, I mean, it starts with that. And then he does play on a flat court. <laughs> yeah. But um, obviously, there's been a lot of talk with a lot of the players wondering if they should even go and play, first of all, because of the safety, and second of all, because of all the riots going on. And the NBA is predominantly African American players. And so, a lot of them are saying, you know, if we start the season back, just like we were saying, sports is going to distract us from what's really going on in the world. And I I don't know if I agree with that fully um, because I feel like if you get all of these famous superstar athletes in the same place at the same time in such a big platform as the NBA when there's no other sports going on and everybody's watching. It may turn into a political thing, you're saying? It, well, yeah, but, but they'll at least be able to advertise to the whole world. Yeah, Whereas if you stay home and don't play, you might what go to a couple of riots in your city and that's it. Jump on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but here, I mean, they, they could really do a lot, I think, as far as social injustice goes, whether or not you believe in it right now or you don't. Um, I just think that it helps their platform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they play. So, well, let's talk about uh, who else is on your podcast with you. So I have a friend uh, from college, and he's he's my co-host that's with me every time. And then does he I, play basketball? Uh, no, he just loves it. Like he's like the biggest basketball. In, like he plays like rec, but like he didn't play like in high school or college yeah. or anything like that. Um, and then yeah, we just have a different guest on every time, and it's just been really fun. We had my brother-in-law, and he's one of the top trainers uh personal trainers in utah for basketball personal training and basketball has become really big so like if you're wanting to be a basketball player like you need to have your trainer that you go to mm -hmm. that works you out and uh who are one, some of his clients who can you name drop a couple of the clients that he's worked with or? well he yeah he's worked with a bunch of the byu and uvu players there um, and just the top high school, he has an AAU program that has some of the top high school players in Utah. Um, so are they worried about, I know there was a scare, you know, with some of the economics, one of the things that, you know, people are wondering is how does COVID affect the economics of the college and, and high school games? And, you know, so next semester, most of the universities across the nation are going digital. And so now they're worried about even having enough students to even warrant, you know, teacher paycheck, you know, professor paychecks and, and whatnot. And so, and part of that too is, you know, we, we had, uh, you know, we talk about athletics, we've had UNLV baseball, we've had UNLV cheer in here. And one of the things we really haven't broached because they're not on that, that level, but what is some of your insight on what, you know, what do you guys think will happen on those levels financially? Because a lot of those is trickle down economics that a lot of kids, Hey, I'm going to this AAU program, going to the trainer to hopefully, you know, get a scholarship. Well, 
one of the things that's going to be cut back will be scholarships if the money if you know there's not enough students paying you know tuition then that part of those scholarships come out of tuition and then if there's not you know enough money for the coaches or not enough money for like there could be a downturn on in their you know they don't know yet but there there's a big potential downfall in the whole university system yeah and and i think there need there's been a need for change in the college system anyways especially as far as sports go i think it's pretty corrupt um the fact that the schools are making so much money off these players uh and they can't even sell their jersey to get money yeah um and so and you can't give out a dessert either yeah no pazookies for the players <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i i think it's ridiculous if you think about zion williamson and how big he was at duke this yeah. last year you couldn't get a ticket um when they played north carolina for under for under seven thousand dollars and that's just for one ticket for a college game yeah. because of one player. Yeah. And he can't he doesn't see a dime from that. And the school just rakes in all the money. And so I there's definitely been changes to where players will get paid off off their performance, but I do think that we are gonna see um yeah, it, it's it's gonna be crazy to see kind of what happens, especially because all the AAU tournaments this summer have been canceled and uh, maybe we'll see the NBA kind of go back to where it was, where you can come straight out of high school uh, and be drafted instead of having to go to college. Oh, yeah, that's been totally swept under the rug. Yeah. That was a big discussion. So, you know, and, and I don't, you know, right when this COVID thing, all these universities started crying about money because they were losing intuition and stuff like that. But the amount of money they made in all the past years in sports – I'm like, whatever, dude. Yeah, if you look at like Ohio State yeah, football, that's oh. like the amount of money they make is yeah. absurd. Yeah, don't tell me that if now a, a bunch of engineers ain't going to school there anymore, then now you're hurting for money. Give me a break, <laughs> dude. Whatever. You know, they, they, these people just crying just to cry, I guess. But anyways, so your prediction on or what you think of an NBA coming in or an NBA team coming to Las Vegas? I've been saying it for a couple of years. I think when the M when the NBA expands, which I think they will um, in the next couple of years, hopefully a team or two, it's either going to be Las Vegas or Seattle, where they where they put a team. Las Vegas would be perfect. We've seen what happened with the Golden Knights and how much support the market's here. Oh yeah, it's crazy. And with the Raiders coming in, and then you get an NBA team that could play in the T-Mobile Arena. Easy. That's already there for them. I mean, everything's already set for an NBA team. We already have a WNBA team. That's yeah. not doing too bad at all. Well, yeah, I went to one of those games with my wives and with my, my wives. wives. Oh, Perry, <laughs> that's that BYU Idaho. Yeah, right there. that's the Idaho side right <laughs> yeah. there. Bring and plug me back, but uh, no, <laughs> with my wife and uh, yeah, it was like it was pretty full in there, and it was pretty electric for a WNBA game. So, I mean, if you see that. If you bring an NBA team in, I think Vegas the, would be just the Las fine. Vegas Supersonics. Yeah, <laughs> right? Huh? I think that's actually been floated out there. Really? Yeah, what happened was uh, Vegas had the All-Star game here I think like 8 years ago. It was like 7 or 8 years ago and mm -hmm. and it didn't turn out too well. So that's why Yeah. Uh What do you mean it didn't turn out too well? Not too many people went? 
Crime was high, betting was low. Uh, what else was there? Uh, yeah, it, 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 the NBA was given a, we'll, we'll call you, don't call us, yeah. business card. And so, and I, I think the NBA has grown too. Like, you know, we talk about brand and ambassadorship. We talk about Kobe, we talk about King James is, you know, uh, things are a lot more recognizable and, and kind of actually plays into that Vegas mantra. So, um, yeah, so what, what are your other predictions? Who do you think is going to win the, the, this uh, asterisk year? <laughs> um, I, I do think it will be the Lakers. I just think it's... Spoken like a true Lakers fan. <laughs> oh, I, of course. Dude, yeah. They were dominating over the whatever season we had before. Yeah. I hey, mean, if our listeners would like to contribute, I'm a, I'm a 12 and a half. I'd love some new King James. So <laughs> I can be a Lakers fan too with the right motivation. Once again, 12 and a half, 13, depending on the model. So <laughs> I know Nike's down right now. They could use the business. So... <laughs> No, I I definitely think for sure the Lakers. It's just crazy to see. I mean, obviously with the Jordan documentary just coming out, but perfect time for it to come out and everybody's home. But say, like easily making the case that he's the GOAT, uh, it's kind of hard to ignore LeBron still uh, at what he's doing at his age. It's his 17th or 18th season. And he's almost averaging a triple double. Well, and so that's uh, you know, that's a great. That's going to be the hardest comparison. You got someone like LeBron who uh, dwarfs everyone. He plays point guard. He plays a shooting point guard. You know, power forward position, which is never was was never available or not even available. But I mean, you really have Michael Jordan, Karl Malone. And even John Stockton all rolled up into one person. Yeah. And and so, you know, him and Michael have completely two different games. Yeah, you can't really compare them. I mean, you could definitely compare uh, Michael Jordan and Kobe because they played exactly the same. Yeah. And I think LeBron is even more compared to Magic Johnson than he is to, to uh, Michael Jordan. And, yeah, I mean, I – I think they have the best chance to win this year. They looked really good before COVID happened, but I mean, it's been three months off. So, yeah, but LeBron know. trains year round. That's what his oh, secret yeah. is. So, what you know, we had Dr. Hansen in here talking about stem cell therapy, and and I remember listening to stories about Kobe flying to Germany to get his blood swirled, and and they talked about oh, it yeah. being, uh, you know, controversial and. And it was actually great getting that little education from Dr. Hansen that, hey, this is the three type of treatments you can have. This is for your post-op. This is what they actually do. And if you look at uh, photos and videos of, of LeBron in the offseason, he slims down and then he bulks back up to go through the basketball season because you know he's going to get beat up. And, you know, to have that longevity, like I hear his like his nutrition – is like meal prep to the nth level. Oh, I bet. I so. mean, that's easy when you have a full-time chef cooking for you. Thank you. <laughs> it's the same reason why Magic still does he still have AIDS or did he beat that? I, Perry, you got the you got the NBA podcast. Why don't you tell us? I think he still has them. Thank you. Yeah, he just has the right. Treatment. The best show was uh, was it South Park? 
I think it was South Park making fun of it, and there was how how uh, Magic Johnson beat AIDS, and he had an IV in him, and they're grinding up money and liquefying it and then putting <laughs> it into his veins. That's the way you beat AIDS. Is like the people with the money can fly to Germany and have their blood spun, and then be able to to be like the bionic man out on the court, you know, that, yeah. that that nothing's happening to him. But then the rest of us, and that was one of the, the topics I brought up with the doctor is like, you know, it, it really sucks that, that insurance isn't even covering this stuff, that your average everyday people that suffer from an elbow industry or a, a, a shoulder soreness or something like that, and then they're forced to go under the knife where there's so many other oper- or uh, avenues that they could have went under besides the knife you know so uh, anyways that's a whole nother subject we got to have the doctor and i can complain yeah. to him more about i'm just tired of paying money to <laughs> well so who are your favorite players you gave a shout out to Kyrie, which you are he's just for for our listeners at home perry is a slasher um his shots are not very good but he's great at slashing <laughs> and so i could see where Kyrie would be uh you know an inspiration for him no, I uh, yeah. Thanks for the shout out on my jump shot. But, uh, <laughs> that's great. But um, no, could I, be worse. <laughs> it, it, there, there's people that we uh, used to play with that have a pathetic jump shot and have been called out, you know, across the pulpit on it. So, dude, this sounds like a rough little thing you guys are doing, man. Yeah, this is serious, huh? Yeah, beating each other up. There's there's been some injuries. <laughs> there's. <laughs> There's been some blood spilled. It sounds like it, man. This so, is a, some, yeah, some tears shed, some hurt feelings, probably. Oh man, there was <laughs> there's this one game for those that are listening know what I'm talking about. That uh, there was there, someone was crying. So <laughs> was it you? No, it wasn't you. No, I I'm the complainer. I'm the, like the judge. <laughs> oh, so yeah. oh yeah. Jeez, making I think it, I making think grown I think if cry. the squad was here they would say yeah I'm quick to I'm quick to make calls I'm quick to blow the whistle. Yeah, you know, Eric's that that token guy who always thinks he's the ref. Oh, he, he thinks he's the ref. He calls everything. <laughs> yeah. But it's all right. You always need one of those guys. Yeah, because <laughs> then otherwise the game gets chippy and then people start boobing and crying and no one can make a call because it got too chippy and elbows got a little too sharp and so i try to keep the game moderated man i'm glad i didn't take this invitation of coming out and play this sounds this sounds brutal man hey you're welcome to there's no hold the gatorade the... bad gatorade <laughs> bottles anytime you want dude that there's no crying in softball we're not crying we build each other up unless you Perry, i don't know what 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 wool he's trying to spin but if you've been in the dugout with this guy before you know it I, sounds like a construction site no way oh, no. Oh. i i i get in the zone I, I i bring my dugout stereo playing music him and him and six other guys all bring their stereo well look at my oh, stereo it's super no, nice. a lot of guys don't like the music i choose so they always asking me to change it I, I put on that old school rap i like snoop dogg warren g you know the old school stuff That's like awesome. like the the 90s nwa you know most of the most of the guys you play with have never even heard of nwa so <laughs> i don't know how they haven't <laughs> huh? i don't know how i got through high school without them so 
middle class white boy buying black music. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Well, Perry, real quick, wrapping up on on your podcast. What do you? So, what are you guys hoping to do with your podcast? Where are you guys? Where are you guys at? Are you guys on iTunes, Podbean? Yeah, yeah. So we are. We're on. We're on iTunes and we're on Spotify and a bunch of different platforms. And yeah, it just started as a school pr- project that I did as a marketing student, and uh, it's just something I kept liking to do so i just kept it going even after school ended but it was kind of hard once the season stopped we kind of stopped because there's really nothing to talk about uh but we just had our first episode again when they announced that the season was coming back last week so so yeah we're just hoping to continue to build it and have more and more people on and uh it's been really fun Booyah. We can't wait to give it a listen and yeah, for and sure. hear some predictions. So I think we maybe do a play by play. Um, you know, we all hope that the Lakers win, but if they don't, someone's gonna give some commentary. I won't mention who that will be. <laughs> yeah. Oh I can only guess. Yeah. <laughs> I can only guess. But so, but anyways, no, that's awesome, man. I'm I'm we're happy for it. And we we totally understand. We love doing this. This is is exciting and fun, and you get to meet a lot of interesting people, and we we definitely want, you know, our podcast to grow. That's for sure. I'll I'll put a link in our bio so people can hit you up. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Uh, Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Cool. Thanks, Perry. Thanks for everyone listening, man, and hit that subscribe button on iTunes and uh, tell a friend about the show and If you like our past episodes and some of the guests we've had, tell them about it. They're all numbered, so check them out. Thanks for listening.